0: god had some really big dreams for joseph's life years after jesus's birth joseph remembers what it was like when he learned that mary was pregnant all those years later he was still astounded at how god worked such a miracle when he sent an angel to him because at first of course he couldn't possibly believe that mary was telling the truth his heart The door to it was closed until that angel appeared to announce the miraculous and his role in it and he realizes that God did so much to open the door to let Jesus God's son into the world and like that door Joseph had been created crafted smoothed out by holy hands then brushed with the gentle touch of the Spirit, to be the earthly father of the Son of God. God sent an angel to get through to Joseph, and that splinter, that that doubt that sometimes appears in life, that, that pricks us in a way that we hadn't anticipated when something big really happens we didn't expect, And no doubt he was confused, trying to understand. I mean, they were engaged, and the whole town must have been talking. And so he would go to her house out of everyone's sight, and he would ask her again and again, Mary, tell me again, word for word, what did the angel say? And again and again, she told him the same thing. For he will be called the Son of the Most High God that's what the angel said when the town looked down in judgment upon them Mary would say you know it's really not what it seems Joseph God's got a big idea not only for us but for the whole world and then we see Joseph talking to that door how often when we work when no one's around that would do the same And I love that line when he says now door you get to do what you do best you can keep people out or you can let people in that line is a sermon in and of itself so when Jesus stands at the door and he keeps knocking outside the door of our hearts your heart and mine we have two options We can let him in, or we can keep him out. Remember what Joseph said, it took everything, everything to let you in, Lord, but there's not a day that goes by that I'm not grateful for you opening that door, which is an amazing statement considering he had to drag the newborn Jesus and Mary away because there was a a death threat out by Herod right and he had to run for their lives amazing story what must have it have been like to raise Jesus you know something incredible happened to Joseph when he opened the door of his life and he walked into the dream that God had in store for him not his own dream but God's dream And while his marriage to Mary got off to a really difficult start, in a way in which he never imagined, God helped Joseph have the courage to trust and to move into each day, never knowing what would come, but know that God was with him. God was trying to get Joseph to see from God's vantage point, not his limited vantage point, because God had something really big in mind. You know, we're not privy to much of Joseph's life in mean, the pages of the New Testament. And while he plays an important role, the most important role at the very beginning, imagine Joseph had to be the one that made that story happen to go against uh, you know, all the convention of the day, to not stone Mary, to not divorce her, because when you were engaged, you were married so he totally stepped out in faith and God met him there like most Jewish men in his day no doubt Joseph had dreamed of becoming a husband and father a family man able to raise his children a son that would carry on the family name and oh my those dreams he had for Mary and his children I mean, and what dad wouldn't want the best for their kids? What dad wouldn't dream of their kids having these great experiences, getting a good education, becoming a solid citizen of good character, meeting that special person that you'd spend the rest of your life with and being steeped in the Torah what dad would not want his kids not only to pursue their own dreams but also to fulfill the dreams that god had in store and to leave a legacy behind from one generation to the next and that is how the gospel of matthew starts that legacy instead he turned over his dreams to god and he picked up god's dream and that only did it change his life and Mary's change the world from then to today to every tomorrow after it God has big dreams for our lives you know children of God whatever your age wherever you are in your walk of life God dreams about you and your dreams he's got big dreams for you and he's got big dreams for us as a church there is no doubt And he wants what's best for us no matter what which is why we have jesus the messiah whatever circumstances you're going through right now in your life perhaps those dreams have become not so sweet maybe some dreams are nightmares right now maybe you're going through a hardship at work or in your house or there's a relationship in your life, or maybe something's going on with the kids, or your aging parents, or maybe you have an illness of your own, or a family member. Maybe you're in some legal nightmare. Maybe you feel like you're hemorrhaging money out the door and out of your bank account for something you never saw coming. In times like now, When we have those hard moments, when we don't see our dreams anymore, when we're as far from sweet dreams as we can get, we need to remember Joseph and Mary and the whole story of Jesus being born. Bad dreams and nightmares, they can cause a lot of fear and anxiety, wonder about how your current dream is gonna turn out, and sometimes your dream doesn't so God can get you to God's dream because God sent Jesus to give us life abundantly. One of the reasons I like being a part of the Presbyterian Church is that the church does incredible things to respond when something happens in the life of the world that really has a tragic or somehow meaningful event and we speak to it On December 2, 2021, the Detroit Presbytery, on behalf of the General Assembly of the denomination, asked that presbyteries reach out to pastors and congregations. And I wanted to read to you some excerpts from this letter that we received. On behalf of the leadership of the Detroit Presbytery, we are saddened by the horrific shooting that occurred on November 30, 2021, at Oxford High School within the bounds of the Presbytery of Detroit. Late Tuesday, authorities said that three students were shot and killed within five minutes. Another student died Wednesday morning, leaving an additional seven students injured. I skip down a little. Our denomination laments the prevalence of gun violence and its dramatic cost to human life Over the course of a typical year, about 30,000 people will be killed through gun-related murder, suicide, accidents, or police intervention. Approximately 70,000 will survive gun injuries only to have their lives and those of their families changed forever. Most tragically, 21,000 of those 30,000 are children birth to 19. Statistics can make our eyes glaze over, but today we lament. We grieve the loss of lives, yet unrealized to their fullest potential. We grieve and lament with the students, faculty, staff, and members of a larger community in Oakland County who have experienced suffering and loss, and we grieve, lament, and pray for the victims and their families and the communities impacted by this impulsive act of violence. And I would add the shooter and the shooter's family because Jesus calls us to pray for everyone as unimaginable as that may seem. Lives have been lost and dreams have been trampled and hopes have been crushed. So today we issue a call to prayer How shall we respond in bold letters? As Reformed Christians, we claim the hope that God is active in the world and that there is hope in this world, as well as the next, that God's glory can be made manifest. As sinful as humans are individually and collectively, the good news is that God does not give up on us, not ever. Transformation is possible. And God's yes in Jesus confirms for us every day that we are worth the effort therefore we ask that every congregation of the Presbytery of Detroit have a time of prayer during worship this Sunday for all affected and impacted by this act of terrorism and violence and we ask that our congregations reach out to neighborhood schools Build relationships so that our common bonds can supersede the desperation and the resignation of our time. And we ask our congregations to mobilize in ways that remove any barriers and call us to community, compassion, and concern. We are doing those things, but I don't want to reduce it to a checklist we as followers of jesus christ have a hope that transcends our current realities let me say that again we as followers of jesus christ have a hope that transcends our current realities and let us be bold in proclaiming that hope to our grieving neighbors even as we work to be agents of collective change love and healing for all faithfully your Presbytery of Detroit You may not have known Before you came to church this morning that like Joseph God was about to give us a big dream That God was calling all of us to collective change and love and healing for all and God is calling all of us to pray to pray for all those who continue to rush in in those situations right our first responders are our, our military our volunteers our missionaries our citizens who come upon these situations and risk everything who believe that the time is now to respond and because they do lives are saved new dreams are made and God continues to be acted despite evil. I think sometimes we forget just how much God loves us. <clears throat> we forget that just on the outside of that door of our heart, he will always be, always knocking, always calling, come, follow me. From the Old Testament prophet Joel, Jesus comes, and your old men will dream dreams and your young women will have visions visions and dreams old testament to the new days and days of the early church to right now we need to have vision and we need to have dreams because god has called us to it and god has shown us and joseph and mary and jesus that despite all the odds god is active and calling us to follow and be faithful and to never stop dreaming. Because God has really big dreams for us, more than we could have ever imagined. The dream about who we will become, no matter if we're 10 or we're 95 today, God is still helping us become. The dream where we'll grow our roots. The dream that God will be with us. Dream of perhaps you're at a stage in life where you're looking for that perfect job, or perhaps you're getting ready for retirement. The dream of an incredible legacy of family and friends. We're reminded of that every time we walk into those, this sanctuary. So here at RGPC, we took on this this role and this call in this dream before we really even knew what it meant in 2015 we said we would be a mission station church we said that the doors were going to swing wide open we would have people come in to worship and ministry and fellowship and then when we were done worshiping we'd go out every day into the lives of others in the community to be a help and an aid to come alongside wonderful and amazing organizations who are doing incredible things to support all those who serve. For Jesus Christ is at work in the world, and do you know where He's working the most? In you, and in me, and in the Christian church, in this congregation. Writer Jim Wallace states, we must follow the leadership of the one who is willing to bear the cost of making peace in this world. Today we lit the peace candle. The dreams God has for us are way bigger and imagine all that is yet to come. We can have hope even in a week like this one. And we must to honor the legacy Of those victims, we must. What Jesus would do in his life, what Jesus would do on the cross, what Jesus would do when he rose from the empty tomb, is be about the world, all about leading us back to relationship with God. And because of scripture, because of men and women like Mary and Joseph who live it and inspired it, we too can become the living inspiration of Jesus by following him. I don't know when we open the door where God's gonna send us. I couldn't have imagined 20 years ago when I first came or 10 years ago, five years ago, or even two years ago, all that God has been doing in this place. But God knew, God knew, and we are entrusted to the god who will not let us go so hear the good news on this very hard week in the second sunday of advent may emmanuel god with us who is our light in the darkness our guide for our path a friend to our loneliness an oasis for our searching our emmanuel restore us to hope and to joy to heal wounds and to bring peace may the peace of christ be with you this day and all days to come alleluia amen